Welcome to the Magpie Podcast. Magpie explores the trends and signals from culture that are impacting business and driving change. I'm your host, Lauren Strickland, and welcome back to our interview series on purpose. Today, I'm speaking to Carrie Warburg Block, CEO of EarthKind. Carrie has just released her book, Gathering Around the Table, a story of purpose-driven change through business. In her book, Carrie notes, sometimes it's the universe screaming at you making you uncomfortable so you do something about your situation. And that voice you're hearing, be it a quiet whisper or a booming echo, is called purpose. Hi, Carrie, so glad to have you here today. I am so happy to be with you today. You know, reading your book, you had some great stories from your childhood that talked about you exploring your entrepreneurial side. But I'm curious, when did you know that purpose was going to be a sort of guiding beacon for you personally? (laughs) I'll share part of uh, the intro to my book. It has a story from when I was five years old and I first discovered um, my purpose. Although I didn't know my purpose until much later in life. But it started with a commercial of a little girl using some shampoo. She was a beautiful little girl. She sudsed her hair up. It was incredible. I said, I told my parents, I need that shampoo. I need that experience. I want to be that little girl. And I got the shampoo and it burned my eyes. It burned my scalp. It made my head itch. The whole experience was a total letdown. And I was the first time I thought, hey, maybe I'm not pretty enough. And I felt, I really felt, um, it was just, it was, it was totally unkind, every bit of that experience. And that's really when I o- opened up to becoming a conscious consumer and I started using a different filter from then on. You know, through this last year and a half, we witnessed just how powerful having a purpose or using purpose as a guiding beacon can be and guiding people and even organizations through really uncertain times. And a little bit later in your book, you get into the specifics for how you came up with the idea EarthKind and how its purpose came to be. And, um, you know, I know you went through some really tough decisions, like to do or not do business with certain companies. Um, So can you just talk about how uh, how your purpose has helped to carry you and your business through maybe these last couple of years? Yeah, absolutely. I think purpose really becomes apparent when a company is in crisis. And we were definitely in a crisis situation um, this this year. And the team totally stepped up, um, really displaying the power of purpose. But all of those decisions that, that I made from the very beginning of starting this company, I knew the company was called EarthKind, which really was the big grand vision. I thought hey, you know, people need to be kinder to the earth. They need to be kinder to one another. Um, People should, businesses should be friendly. Um, The people should be generous and considerate. And so I I had that in my mind every time and I created this matrix, 10 different things I'd look for when I was making a decision. I started using it very early on and it it really got woven into the company before it, uh, it was actually articulated and operationalized. But when I went in and met with my customers, such as Walmart for one, and I I turned the deal down, and it really was because it didn't didn't fit that lens. I'm like, okay, I want our product in the hands of retailers that share the same values as, as we do. 
which is really kindness towards their employees, right? Kindness towards their customers. And um, they weren't exhibiting kindness towards us. It was all about the profit. And it, it made it impossible really to negotiate with them in a win-win kind of way. Yeah, really interesting. Um, I, I like that kind of list of of 10 questions that you mentioned. I'm just wondering how else does or does purpose inspire the culture at EarthKind? And particularly, how do your employees respond to, you know, embedding purpose inside of your culture? I'd love to share that. In fact, before the interview, I asked a couple of them. So I, I asked several people and here's a couple that, that came up. <laughs> Um, Sharon says, our culture has created a safe environment in which to work. It, it is one where the needs of the employees are considered and cared about. That builds trust. Trust builds a great team. And using a stakeholder approach like we are, these are my words now, um, we genuinely try to care for each of the stakeholders um, and take them through that same lens of making decisions, really uh, decisions based on our values, decisions based on the goals, um, decisions that align with our purpose. And here's from another employee, Rita. She says regarding our purpose, we imagine lets me know how the creative solutions are welcomed, including harmony with nature and one another and all the places we live, work, and play. Reminds me to think about things from all angles instead of just my own department or personal point of view. Sometimes solutions can be found in unexpected places. And I, I love that because one of our values is that is innovation. And that really innovation can really flourish in, in companies with a strong purpose and especially an aligned purpose. And one of, the, one of the real concrete ways of that is through collaboration. Now, oftentimes, collaboration, it takes longer to make decisions, right? Well, we had to make some decisions really quick when the pandemic started, right? The number one mm -hmm. reason customers can go out of business is they fail to make decisions right and at the right time. Um, so knowing what our purpose was, it allowed us to walk out into the dark, basically, because no one knew what the future was going to be, and stand united in our purpose and say, you know, everything we do from this point forward is going to, it supports our purpose, which is like the top thing in our decision making, right? Does it support our values? Does it align with each of these? That's the next step down. The next one down, does it meet our goals? And if we can communicate that with every stakeholder, instead of just the power of one person making a decision, you have the power of potentially hundreds of people. And I think that really was probably the key defining factor of us basically for two months not knowing if we were you know, what was gonna happen, right? And no business, no orders came in, everything halted. And we ended up finishing the year, I think, 33% year over year. But we were able to quickly um, get our footing, right, and, and go through it. And we'd already been disciplined in, in how to make decisions in that way. So it, it really helped us once the goals were defined. And there was a, real, there was a process that I took our team through um, to do that. 
Yeah. So it sounds like your your employees have a really clear path on how to kind of work with and activate on your purpose. Yeah, they do. And and the thing, uh, the biggest thing really is, it's always about you know understanding the goals, because then you can use your purpose as more of that you know fertilizing force. It's like the magic that comes into it, right? It's it's that deep, deep that north mm-hmm. star for us. Um, that really helps define what the mission is. Then those are all measurable things. That's when the creativity and innovation can really, mm-hmm. really flourish. Yeah, absolutely. For some, though, you know, bridging the gap between when you actually define a purpose and then you start having to activate it, some people, some companies aren't sure what to do. In BrandPi's recent CEO study on purpose, we actually found that three in five CEOs who do have or want to have a company purpose admit that they are really uncertain about how to enact their purpose. What advice would you give to these CEOs who are unsure how to kind of move forward and act on it? <laughs> well, if I was in person, I'd hold the hand, <laughs> hold their hand, because this is it's a it can be a really tough thing <laughs> for for any CEO. Um, especially nowadays when purpose is so important to employees and the, the younger generation, they want to know why. Uh, so the first the first step, I'd say, is um, decide on an purpose that employees embrace. And purpose can change over the years somewhat, or, you know, the way it's articulated can change. Um, ours shifted just a little bit during the pandemic, our people got together and said, hey, let's take it to a whole new level. So it's using the power of the the tribe. Um, Number two, then um, a CEO can help people imagine it. And that really gets you into that creative space where everybody's thinking as a a co-owner, right? And and I've found um, with my people especially, helping them envision. It's its really a creative process that, that needs to happen and it's, it's putting yourself between what was and what can be. And that's truly, truly a powerful part that people need to remember. Um, and then the third step is make it seen. So having those action steps afterwards that allow people to really see, oh my gosh, I did that. And then they get on fire with it. And I think my book is really um, powerful <laughs> in that way because it, it walks people through through all of this, um, through stories and how it's illustrated. Um, and then the last is to find a way to measure it. I truly believe that um, that's important, and that's where the mission comes into it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, talking about that journey that you go through in your book, and you, you mentioned it at the kind of start of our conversation, you touch on this idea of conscious capitalism and, and kind of that becoming a part of your journey. Could you talk a little bit about what this is and how it ties back to purpose for you? <laughs> sure. That the, the conscious capitalism, when I found this group, it reminded me of that five-year-old in me, right? I was ra- raising my hands, me, me too, that's it, that's it, that's exactly what I feel. So the term conscious capitalism refers to a socially responsible economic and political philosophy. The premise behind conscious capitalism is that business should operate ethically while they pursue profits. So this means serving 
all the stakeholders involved, employees, humanity, the environment, what have you. And we have um, defined stakeholders as well, quite a few of them. Um, and that, that plays into our decision-making um, process. So the idea was created by the founder of Whole Foods, John Mackey, and marketing professor Raj Shishodia. So Conscious Capitalism now, what they do is they put on experience events for CEOs. It's generally geared to second-stage companies that want to um, get together and envision new ways of doing business and new ways of giving back um, without it's kind of like I say it's like you don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater you know there there can be very workable mm -hmm. solutions and many of us right now I, I consider as bridge builders right from the past to the future and we've got new generations coming into the marketplace there's a lot of change that's happening so power of purpose is so, so important because it can serve as that anchor. Otherwise, you can just totally get lost in the, you know, in the tide. And so conscious capitalism really reminds us of that. And when it came to publishing my book, it was really important for me to also consider my publisher as a stakeholder, right? And I could have went to a great big company and probably maybe got, I'm not sure, what I went, could have went to a large company publisher, and I had a couple that were very interested in my book, but it was important that it aligned with the values of conscious capitalism, even though I was a part of their inaugural author group. But it was kind of fun to see, because when I released the book, we did it virtually, and it made it to the top 10 in green business. So I was pretty excited about that because we didn't like create a strategy of everybody buy it on this day to make that happen. It happened very organically. And I think our business is, happen is growing like that too because we just are, it just is what it is. And so I think success really comes to us because so many years of doing the same thing and aligning with the stakeholders, all of those people along the way were engaged in our success and my success. So they were excited to buy the book and share it with their family and their friends. Yeah, absolutely. I love what you said about the the new generations coming in because it's so true and they are so ingrained in all of the businesses that you know, they want to support, they want to kind of promote in their circle of people. So this idea of conscious capitalism, just kind of rounding out the why you have a purpose, you know, how do I sort of continue living by my purpose and keeping that idea of conscious capitalism in your mind? I think um, I think it's going to be a really important conversation for the for these new generations coming into to our world of marketing and advertising. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. In this book, I wrote it in a very different way because kids nowadays, um, I think we need they need a, a quick solution. We have a lot of industries right now that are totally decimated and everything is being rethought. And um, the new entrepreneurs come out, they have to be innovative, they have to be nimble, they have to be creative, they have to be collaborative. Um, they want to be purpose-driven. All the things that have been, you know, led to our growth, it helps them see it is possible. 
against because a lot of people will tell them you have to do this or you have to follow this process, you have to do this, when in fact every single business can be a breakout business in its own way if, if, if they are collaborative and creative and innovative. Um, you know, I'm just, is there one piece of parting wisdom that you would give to a business who is maybe listening to this podcast and is just starting their purpose journey, their purpose conversations? I would say to look for clues in the environment. I'm a firm believer that that environment gives you those clues. And I won't give it all away, but you can read about it in the book, how I, how it all happened for me. I'd hear things, I'd see things, and it was like all these clues coming together. And it really, it really leads you in a direction um, for your purpose. Okay, well, thank you so much for your time today, Carrie. It was really lovely talking to you. Thank you. I'm so honored and happy to be here. Join us next time to explore more trends and signals from culture. And remember to subscribe to our podcast to get all of our latest thinking. The Manpie podcast is brought to you by BrandPie. BrandPie is an ideas business that uses the power of purpose to help clients transform their brands, cultures, strategies, and business models. BrandPie creates impact by integrating purpose, brand, advertising, and engagement.